According to the Instagram 2022 trend report, next-gen audiences are consistently creating the future and defining trends on Instagram. So this means that for us millennials, for me at least, uh, it's very important to tap into Gen Z's uh, voice, taste, preferences, and understand how they navigate social media, so that we can also adapt to how social media will evolve in the future. If you are also a millennial, like Me, you might find it a little bit hard to understand the changes that are happening super fast on social media right now. So, in today's episode, we're going to speak to the full-time influencers director of digital media, who is a true Gen Z from from the way she talks to the way she dresses, like everything about our director of digital media is very Gen Z. Welcome to the Full Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q and A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. I'm Lucy. I'm Full Time Influencers Director of Digital Media, and I am here to share my perspective on Gen Z and social media. We are so happy to have you here. So Lucy is an integral part of Full Time Influencer, the Instagram page, the everything behind the scenes, and this podcast. So it's kind of nice to have you on once again.、Um, so. Can you tell us a little bit about your credentials as a Gen Z? What makes you a Gen Z? <laughs> That's a good question. I was born in 1998, so I guess like technically I'm a Gen Z, but I also have like some millennial type things. Like I didn't grow up with a phone and stuff, and like did not really grow up with the internet. I think I started using the internet when I was like fifth grade, maybe, which is still like earlier than you. I earlier、assume. than me for sure. But is that later than most people nowadays? I think nowadays, like my sister is in high school right now, and I'm pretty sure she started using the internet when she was like eight or nine. And I feel like I feel like maybe the the defining thing is when you had your first cell phone, because I feel like nowadays、mm-hmm. kids get them really young. Like I have a cousin,、yes. she had an iPod Touch, and she was like three, and I was like, wait a second, I don't even have an iPod Touch. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes, I do think that is a defining thing. Like when you started using your phone, which also means essentially like when you started using social media. So、yeah. for I think it, well, the reason why we want to talk about this today is because、um, social media and phone usage is very built into a Gen Z's everyday life growing up. But it was more of a learned experience for. Gen,、uh, for millennials, I mean, when I was growing up, Instagram didn't exist. Haha, <laughs> dating myself here,、um, and so I think this will be helpful for a lot of people to get perspective from both sides. Our first question for the day. Apparently, Lucy thinks this is important because she wrote it in the notes. But what is your coffee order? Well, my coffee here today is black coffee with oat milk. And I feel like if you're Gen Z, you are definitely ordering oat milk. Why is that so? Why oat milk? I have no idea, but like I feel like a lot of people my age tend to like not really drink dairy too much. Like the thought of like going to the fridge and drinking a glass of milk is like borderline psychotic. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that really is a generational difference. I cannot believe it. Like, I mean, like growing up, it was like you drink your daily milk or else you get spanked. My coffee, <laughs> my coffee order—it's not coffee, but mine is matcha latte with whole milk, not oat milk. So yes, I do think that's a difference. Matcha is a very millennial thing, it seems. Yes, but I think people my age do get matcha as well, but like has to be the oat milk. Yeah. So before we move on, I guess I do have to say, like our age difference is like ten years. Yeah. Yeah. I am thirty four. I had just turned thirty four at the end of twenty twenty one, and Lucy had just turned twenty four um, in January. Yes. yes. So ten year difference, and and so this is going to be insightful. Next, I want to talk a little bit about fashion differences, and I know we're talking about social media here, and I promise we'll get to it very quickly. But I do also think that fashion differences affect a lot of what is happening on social media as well. And the other day, I shared these comparisons on my stories of like Gen Z and millennial fashion, and. Wow, the response was incredible. Everyone had something to say about、um, the baggy jeans that are very in with Gen Z right now, and I literally have millennials texting me saying like they can pry my skinny jeans out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> That was probably the funniest response. But yes, tell us a little bit about what you think it、um, is. In right now for Gen Z in particular, the looser jeans are definitely more popular. Maybe the reason why we don't really like skinny jeans is because, like, I feel like I really wore skinny jeans a lot in middle school and kind of in high school, and just like thinking back to that, so constricting. I just want to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. A lot of things that are popular today, like think about like Billie Eilish's fashion and how she dresses in like super loose, baggy clothes, which is like. To a certain extent, not to get objectified, but also just because it's like generally co- more comfortable. Yeah, I kind of agree, and that actually is very closely tied with also how、um, Gen Z use social media as well, which I kind of want to use to segue into our next question: is、uh, the different platforms and how you use the different social media platforms. So, what is your platform of choice, and why? Honestly, these days. I really prefer TikTok. I used to be like one of those people. Ew! Isn't that like the dancing app for kids? <laughs> But I realized over the last year that, like, on the surface, TikTok and Instagram appear to be super similar, especially because of the common element of short form videos. But once you get into the content and like the culture of the two apps, you realize that things are actually quite different below the surface. TikTok, in my opinion, is a much more casual space than Instagram. I feel like, particularly like growing up with social media, Instagram is very perfectionist,、yes. and so like if you're taking a picture for Instagram, like everyone like zooming in on all the little details and like photoshopping out like a weird like mark in the background or whatever, whereas. On TikTok, because it's video content, you can't really do that, and you can't scrutinize yourself so harshly. So you kind of just have to post the content and like be more authentic, which I really、yeah. like. 
Yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Uh, when I first started using Instagram, it was very much about that perfect photo and not having people in background and, you know, getting that awe-inspiring feeling from other people. And in that sense, I do think that Gen Z is really changing the social media landscape and bringing in this casualness to everything where it's more about authenticity. And even if it's not completely authentic, it at least has to look authentic. It should at least just look like you're effortless and, oh, here is a day in my life. And it's just like tiny little aesthetic clips making it look super simple. Even though we all know it's not as simple as that. I feel like on Instagram right now what's really popular is like nighttime like flash photos that look so casual. Like, oh, I was just hanging out with my friends and we took a candid shot and it came out so perfect. And like, you know, those shots take so much effort to create. But when you're scrolling through the feed, they look really effortless and like casual, like living your best life. And so I guess that's kind of a product of TikTok and the casualization of social media. That's kind of funny because it's almost like you want to show off that you don't care that much about social media or looking cool. And but in that sense, you are trying really hard to, to look cool by trying hard to look casual. Yeah. My platform of choice is Instagram, I'll be honest, uh, for now. And because I just think it's, it's more well-rounded in terms of the different types of content you get. And also because all of the people that I like to follow are mostly at, very active on Instagram. And the main thing that I enjoy about Instagram is stories where you get this intimate look into people's lives. And sometimes there's a lot of interesting things that happen in stories that never go on the feed, never go on TikTok. And so that's my reasoning. However, I will say I do think TikTok is super enjoyable. Um, and the, but the also because it's a little too addictive, that's another reason why I am not on TikTok. It's really scary because like sometimes I will go on TikTok and I'll just be there for two, three hours. And even when they remind you like, hey, it's time to go to bed, I still will just keep scrolling. It's like this endless black hole that you fall into. And so for me, I, I don't think that's so healthy. And on Instagram, I find that it's easier for me to scroll, get updated, and then I put it down. And so I have a better balance with Instagram. So that's my reasoning of... Um, which platform I like. So then in addition to the content, like the difference in the content on these platforms, what do you think the differences in the communities on TikTok and Instagram? Because that also makes a big difference to user experience or even your experience as a creator on the platform. I think generally it depends on where your videos get sent. I think more on Instagram, your videos will be sent to people who have intentionally chosen to follow you and like have chosen to like learn about your life and all that. Whereas on TikTok, it's much more of a random experience platform where the algorithm just feeds you stuff that it thinks you will like. Because TikTok is so much more algorithm heavy, your content has a higher chance of being sent to random people who will be mean to you in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. From what I've seen, um, the people who will be mean to you on TikTok, I think, will be younger than you. And then if you have something go viral on Instagram and there are mean people in the comments, 
they're generally older than me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have seen the age difference, but I do feel like the the comments on Instagram are more.、Um, I rarely get negative comments. I'll be honest. Whereas on TikTok, you just kind of welcome all kinds of people and any kind of people. And this might be kind of random, but from my experience, because a lot of what I do is more luxury,、um, I get a lot more hate on TikTok for doing luxury, for looking like I'm rich, and and it's just. I don't know why people bash on <laughs> luxury so much on TikTok, and even if it's like a wedding or a hotel, even if it's not related to money, I always get comments on people. Like, oh yeah, but you rich, oh crazy rich Asian, or and sometimes it's not a bad comment, but a lot of the times there's like sourness in it. Whereas on Instagram, even if I show luxury or even if it's like business class, I rarely ever get any comments that's like, "Oh, you rich," or "Or you like got rich parents," or anything like that. So that that's the main difference for me, and I do think that could be like an age difference thing. I have some acquaintances in the New York City content creator community. That sounds so weird to say. <laughs> yes, that do luxury like lifestyle and like luxury bags and all that, and they do. Get a ton of hate because people are like, "Oh, daddy's money, you don't pay、yeah. for that." Blah blah blah. It may just stem from the fact that people seem to comment a lot more on TikTok than they do on Instagram. Like on Instagram, your comments are mostly from people who follow you, versus TikTok, where they're from mostly people who don't follow you.、Mm. So I guess TikTok has kind of created a platform where the users feel. More comfortable in both like posting and commenting and engaging with people you don't know. Definitely,、um, yeah, that's very interesting because I do think that will、um, be shaping the future where Instagram wants to promote even more interaction and commenting and、um, interaction with just even people you don't follow. So I do feel like that's where、uh, Instagram is headed, so that there is more. More engaging and more of the social aspect, because Instagram has started as a social platform. But I feel like over the years it has kind of slowly moved towards this platform where it's more like a display of the、mm-hmm. beautiful things that you do. And now they want to move back to what it originally started as, which is a social platform, so that it can be closer to what TikTok is essentially. Yeah, it seems like it's moving more towards. What Facebook used to be like, you scroll through and you see people that you know slash don't know doing in their lives. A common complaint that I've heard a lot of people my age say about Instagram is that they go on Instagram and they just look at other people's lives and they are jealous of them、feel、and、bad. they're like, yeah, and they feel bad about themselves, and so they end up either deleting the app off their phone. Or deactivating their accounts entirely because it just like isn't mentally healthy to go、yeah. onto some platform every single day and then just feel bad about the way that your life is. That's true. That's true, and I do feel like that seems to be slowly changing nowadays. Where you know more casual content is also coming to Instagram, and I'm not sure how that will change、um, people's. Behavior like using the platform and so on, but I do think that is a change that's coming. But it, let's talk about something that might give Instagram a lot of brownie points.、Um, where do you get more gigs and also、uh, paid gigs, and what is the rate difference on these two platforms? 
Definitely Instagram is like the king of collaborations. <laughs> yeah. Probably 75% of my paid partnerships are for Instagram. Actually, maybe I would edit that because a lot of companies these days want both. But yeah. Instagram is definitely the higher paid platform, I think, just because, you know, it's been around longer and marketers understand it more than they do TikTok. I think yes. Instagram is also better for marketing because, at least for me, like, I know if I post a reel, it will get at least 10,000 views. Whereas on TikTok, the algorithm is so sporadic that you don't know if your content is going to get, like, 100 views or yes. 10,000 views. Yeah, I think that's one thing that marketers need is that certainty and reach. And that's actually something that you, it's very hard to get with TikTok. And so now we're seeing a lot of campaigns for TikTok always including whitelisting or usage rights so that they can then not only pay you for your content and the reach that is unpredictable, they can then take that content and repurpose it on their platform or just through your platform, boost it to more people's so that more people can see it. So I, if I were a marketer, I would probably prefer Instagram as well. And not just in terms of reach, but also the audience makeup. There's just a huge buying power on Instagram. Um, not saying that people don't buy from TikTok, but I think the price point difference of what people buy on Instagram and TikTok is very different, like vastly, vastly different. And actually that probably explains why I get those like rich, rich parent hate comments on TikTok, <laughs> you know, um, because I think there's still a lot of students on TikTok, maybe people who are just starting out in their career in percentage and so um there's less uh just less people who are making a full-time income where they can afford certain things whereas on instagram it's a different story yeah i think that's 100 percent true also yeah because the audience makeup is younger they're gonna be people who are more used to like not having stuff you know Yes, but I do think this is changing uh, in the future. And I think that these marketers will start realizing that TikTok is very authentic. It's one of the best ways to reach younger people. And in a few years, when these younger people start to get jobs and have more disposable income, then there will be more buying power on TikTok. And that's when you know things will start to change. But for me personally, like, all of my gigs are on Instagram and the most I'll get is just a repost to TikTok as well and then I can boost the prices of that campaign but I have yet to do a campaign that is just for TikTok but I do think that's mainly because of the network that I have built is mostly PR companies that are focused on Instagram marketing. I think maybe that's a better position to be in because then you can say, oh, I'll post this on Instagram. And then if you want, we can give it a little boost and post it on TikTok. Yes. And so that's a great tip for anybody who has Instagram as their main platform, which could be most of the people listening to this. Uh, you want to make sure to always repurpose your reels onto TikTok as well. You can probably easily organically grow on TikTok using just your repurposed reels. And when you are packaging your raids on Instagram, you can always add in a TikTok or um, additional exposure and get a higher paid gig. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this interview so far. If you're a visual learner like me, then you'll love watching these episodes on our YouTube channel. 
In addition to our weekly video podcast with amazing guests, I also post YouTube videos and shorts dissecting the creator economy and sharing social media tips as well as my life as a content creator. Head to the Tina Lee official YouTube channel to watch now and don't forget to subscribe. Let's talk a little bit more about the specifics of the different platforms. There are a few things that I noticed that are kind of really interesting and I just wanted to talk about it. Number one is why do Gen Z not talk on stories on Instagram? I, I feel like this is across the board. Like they rarely have the camera to their face and like speak to people, but they always do a selfie and then they have text and then they show what they're doing or their outfit in the mirror. But there's just like no talking. Why? At least for me personally, I never ever have the sound on on Instagram stories. So you'll notice that I never use the sound, like the music feature, because I'm not listening to the sound, so it doesn't really matter, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and so if someone's talking to the screen, I cannot hear what they're saying. And even if they put the captions on, the captions usually go so slowly. Yeah, I'd rather just read a summary and then like continue on with my life. If yeah. I'm in a very rare mood where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to something, then I'll put the phone down and I'll turn up the volume and, like, listen while I go about my day. But I feel like, for the most part, if I'm looking at stories, then I'm, like, 100% focused on the stories. And so I just kind of want to get to the point and then move on. Yeah, that's so interesting to me because I am a huge proponent of speaking to the camera because I think there's a different level of familiarity that you get with the person when you hear them speak and you hear whether it's like their accent or their voice, is it high or is it low or whatever. That for me is when I start to really understand a creator and I'm like, okay, I I like this person or I am familiar with their day-to-day and so on. Um, but I do understand how the caption thing is a bit slow. So the Instagram story caption is an automated caption that they will generate for you. And it's just one of the stickers that you can choose from. And so many people ask me, how do you get this caption option? But most people don't know that many people skip when they see the caption option, including myself, because I know the caption thing is coming out so slow. And same as you, some a lot of the times, actually, I don't really listen with sound on. And so if I see that it's really slow, I'm just going to skip. Unless I don't have sound on and I'm super interested in what this person is saying, then I'll just put it there and I'll just read the captions and see what they have to say. So... There you have it. A little tip for everybody. Always, always caption your stories. And if you can, type it out as a short summary yourself instead of using the built-in caption function because most likely people will swipe away. Mm -hmm. You bring up a good point that like when you hear someone's voice, you feel like you know them on a different level than you just see in still images. But I feel like something that's common for Gen Z creators is that they're active on video. So they're making either mm. TikToks or Reels or both. So even though you don't really get that like face-to-face talking connection in the stories, you still know what they're like and like their voice right. and their personality because of the video content. Yes, that's true. Even if they don't speak to the camera, if you can see them walking to- um, or just doing things, um, video is definitely more uh, familiarizing than just like a still photo because sometimes the photos you don't even see their face and so there are literally creators that I follow that I have no idea what they look like I don't know what they sound like I don't even know where they're from I just kind of enjoy their photos and now like 
I don't even remember who they are or that the fact that I follow them unless their content is so spectacular. So very important thing to note, focus on video content, which kind of brings me to my next point. Um, I think that Gen Z are significantly better at video, but I want to know your perspective. Why do you think you guys prefer video so much more than, than photos? Um, well, I think I touched upon this earlier. It's so easy to get caught up in the details in a photo. Like, you know, you stare at a picture of yourself for too long and then you're like, wait, my eyes are like different sizes and my face is so lopsided. <laughs> and you just start to like stress about stuff that like, you know, realistically, a follower is going to look at this picture for two seconds and then yeah. scroll on. But like when you start getting caught up in the details, it just makes it so much more stressful for you. And with video content, you kind of can't do that as much. I guess you could worry about like how your voice sounds and like how your face looks, but there's there's no way to easily like I don't know change the shape of your face or like Photoshop out something in the background. So you you're kind of forced to just treat it more casually, and then it becomes more casual. Yeah, that's true. And also, I just think that um, now with everything being on the phone and especially iPhone, people are so used to taking phone photos, phone videos, they no longer really need to buy a camera. And I think that also contributes to the younger generation not really taking photos as much or not putting as much of an emphasis on on photos. Um, in addition to obviously the platforms that exist and the content that these platforms focus on. So maybe that's a, another reason. Like how many of your friends have cameras? <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not a lot, but most of my friends have cameras. Probably only two don't have camera. So <laughs> I think that's the, that's the difference there. We are also at a point where like iPhone cameras are so strong that like... Yes. For the quality of just like posting something on Instagram where it's going to get compressed and it's anyway, you may as well just do an iPhone photo if it's going to look the same on the platform regardless, you know? Yeah, yeah. I still take um, all of my photos on my camera because I think, I, I guess I grew up in the age of the camera and there is a lot to enjoy about editing in in like camera photos and it's a lot more powerful and also because I travel to certain places like indoors or nighttime or hotel rooms where it's tiny and the lighting is bad and it's really necessary to use a professional camera to capture some of this um, mainly for my niche the luxury travel niche but I do think that in the future I will probably put more focus on uh, video content and especially my phone video content because ultimately I think that is what would be more engaging um, in the future. So then as a Gen Z, what do you think makes you follow someone when you see other people's content on the either platform? Honestly, authenticity takes the lead for that. If I see someone's page, let's say, for example, a travel blogger, and it's just like back of the headshots, and then you look at their captions, and it's like two emojis or something, then I'm like, okay, well, this person, like, I'm never really going to get to know them because they're not really yeah. sharing anything about themselves. They're just sharing these beautiful photos but like there's no background and there's no context versus if someone is like sharing stuff on stories and you can find out about their life then I think that's more interesting and then I would follow them on TikTok I honestly I don't follow a ton of people on TikTok but I feel like 
it's because of the nature of the platform where even if you follow people, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to see their content, you know? Yeah. But I feel like on TikTok, I enjoy people's content that's like different. And like they look at something, they look at stuff with like a different perspective and whatnot. Right. Which TikTok offers a lot of. I do find that when you are searching for certain niches, you may find the more conventional um, or even like beautiful content on Instagram. And it can be really exceptional and beautiful. But when you want to get like a totally different perspective or um, really like out there creativity, but not in an aesthetic way um, and great storytelling, then you can find that a lot on TikTok. There is some pretty good storytelling on Instagram as well, um, but I still think that the focus is a lot more on the aesthetic and the presentation of things than the storytelling. And I do think that's one thing that will evolve and change on the Instagram platform in the coming years um, so that it will be more of a authentic and storytelling place where people can enjoy these stories and maybe even see themselves in the stories versus like see themselves not in anything and and everything feels unapproachable and then just close the app and exit. Yeah, I think hopefully for the future of Instagram, we see it become a little more inclusive rather than, you know, people logging on and being like, oh, I wish I could do that or I wish I was that person. People can log on and say like, that could be me. Yes, yes, yes. Let's hope. See the potential rather the 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 desire? I don't know if that's right. The, the pressure. Or... Yeah. And that kind of brings us to our last question is um, for a creator being on both platforms, is the pressure to show up on both platforms the same or is it any different for you? Um, I think I definitely feel more pressure to show up on Instagram. I feel like I'm always stressed about stories and whether like, did I post too many? Did I post too little? always trying to make sure that like I still have something up there whereas I feel like TikTok is more of a place where I can like take a break from posting for like a week or so and then come back and it's not like I'm going to be left behind and everyone's forgotten about me because it is more of a fast moving platform I guess that like even if you get caught up in it and like you take a break in posting it's easy to like jump right back in and still Mm -hmm. have your content viewed and seen but by strangers so not necessarily by people that follow you yes that is true yeah but then in terms of like a like diving within the content I still feel like there's a lot of pressure to like be perfect on Instagram and like I do my part I post many no makeup selfies (laughs) and like my awful outfits of the day trying to like help make the platform a more casual place and like a more fun place where you can just go on and post something and like not have to stress about it but I think there is still a lot of pressure on Instagram to like have the perfect lifestyle and live the perfect life. I think ultimately I hope that both platforms end up going in the same direction where they're both a balanced amount of casual but still like thoughtful content. Mm. I'd like to see the creative storytelling from TikTok move over to Instagram and then a little bit more of like the dreaminess aesthetic factor move over to TikTok. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be interesting. Yes, I think that would be a great balance. For me personally, I would like to see the quality of the content on Instagram still stay, but have more of a storytelling 
uh, factor to it and just bring a little bit more of that casualness as well. Um, because I worry that content across the board is just deteriorating in quality. And it's because it's like easy to tell stories without having the quality. It's um, easy to do something controversial or do like a quick dance with no quality, no meaning, and then just get views. But I think there has to be substance to these platforms ultimately for anyone to even spend a significant amount of time on it. And so I do hope that some of that substance in terms of the quality of the content remains because it would be sad to see, you know, um, certain photography skills go away or be de-emphasized just because it's not important on the platform. It's also kind of frustrating to see like really shallow content get a lot of views. Um, and so I just hope that there can be a better balance. As an example, I actually wouldn't hire anyone if I only saw their TikTok. I wouldn't be able to see the way they organize, you know, their feed or take photos or do like graphics or write their captions in Instagram. Um, and so like that's one thing that you have more depth on the Instagram platform. And I would love to see that depth of a person, of a creator remain on Instagram while everything becomes more authentic and interesting from a storytelling perspective. I think that the stories and the short form or long form captions and reels all together allow you to get a better peek into someone's life than just TikTok videos. Yeah, totally. But either way, no matter which platform you want to focus on or decide on, I think we can all agree that as long as you put in the effort and you know the audience that you're speaking to and you can find, carve your own niche, then you can succeed on either platform. And the best part is you can repurpose either content that you're creating for either platform on both and you can grow on both. And it ultimately with the ability to create good content, engaging content on social media, you'll be able to change your life thanks to the power of social media. Yes, I 100% agree. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for sharing your insight into uh, Gen Z culture and uh, Gen Z on social media today. I feel like I also learned some new things and I might go back and uh, implement some of these things on my Instagram. And this also reminds me that I need to be more consistent on TikTok and start posting again. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.